This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning. Welcome to Resource Center. This is Audrey Raj. On the show today, we're going to be talking about something that can seem uncomfortable to deal with in the workplace. We're going to be talking about grief. Now, I'm personally guilty of never knowing what to say or what to do when a colleague or friend is grieving. But as a leader, you need to do the right thing. You need to learn to deal with complex emotional issues in the workplace and difficult uh, emotions like grief has the ability to severely impact an employee's performance and the work environment as a whole. So we need to do better. We all need to learn how to manage this in the workplace. And to help us navigate this tricky and emotional subject, I have online with me today someone that's no stranger to BFM, Sheila Singham. Sheila is a writer, coach and trainer. She's the founder of Human Equation, uh, a training and innovation consultant and certified neuro-linguistic programming coach. She's a multi-hyphenate, la, you know, to put it simply, and it's always refreshing to have her on the show. Sheila, welcome to Resource Centre. Thank you, Audrey, for that glowing introduction. <laughs> now, Sheila, one of the one of the main reasons I wanted to do this show on grief with you uh, is because of your personal experience of loss. You want to tell us about that experience and where you are on this journey with grief today? <laughs> where am I on the journey? It's a very unpredictable journey, I can tell you. It's not like planning your career, knowing where you'll be in three years and five years. It's a very... Um, unpredictable animal. So uh, I lost my husband to cancer more than three years ago. And um, it was a nine-month journey of watching him deteriorate. Mm. It was very, very devastating. But then, Audrey, um, how do you deal with things like that? It, it all has to do with your inner strength. and it, There's a lot of factors. For me, it was always about finding the purpose in the pain. Mm. And I decided that being in the industry and work that I'm in, coaching, training, and so on, that even as I was grieving, you don't get over the grief and then get on with life. Yeah, You get on with life through the grief. Mm. And ask yourself, how can I use it? And I did. I went into training about a month later because there were all these people whinging and groaning about life and how the company was treating them and not treating them and blah, blah, blah. And finally, I said to them, you know, it's all about managing your state. It's all about operating at cause instead of effect. Because, you know, um, I lost my husband a month ago and they all went quiet. Hmm. Right. So, I mean, I wasn't using it for dramatic effect. I was using it to teach them that, Really, really bad things can happen to you. I mean, the, 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 what is the worst thing for any person is to lose their spouse, I think, you know, or lose their children or something yeah. like that. And that was the worst thing that happened to me. And yet, here I am because, you know, you decide to take that and ask yourself how you can operate at cause. And it was a really defining moment for many of them. Some of them broke down in tears and I'm, and they're looking at me and they're like, how can you be so calm? And I'm like, um, Please don't cry. I'm, I'm really okay. I'm, I'm managing this fine. And so it was a great opportunity to teach them about how you can handle the worst that life throws at you and still function. 
So that's my story, Audrey. Oh, I went on a bit there. (laughs) No, Sheila, so the workplace can sometimes feel inhospitable to people who are grieving. So why is normalizing the conversation about grief, about bereavement, important in the workplace? And how much will this help those who are coping with loss in the workplace? Bereavement turns your world upside down. To be very graphic, your technicolor world turns grey. Mm. And birds may chirp outside your window, but you don't hear them. All you feel is a numbness inside. It's a deadness inside. Speaking from experience, yeah? But then you have to go back to work. All right? You have to earn a living and keep your job. Especially so if now you have become the sole breadwinner. Mm. Right? Your life has come to a standstill, but then life goes on for everyone else. And in a way, you know you have... Um, a duty to your organization that's paying you to go back and do your job. It's so hard. And so when you go back immediately, everyone near you, your immediate colleagues and so on, they might cocoon you in sympathy and attention. But after a while, they move on because work needs to get done. Mm -hmm. And sometimes because they cannot understand the depth of your pain, never having gone through it before. Or perhaps, you know, um, they do understand it all too well because they've gone through it before. And seeing your pain sort of like, you know, uncovers their own thing that they have, their grief that they have sorted out and kept in a compartment. So in a way to deal with grief, do you have to feel it? Well, it helps if you've gone through it and you feel it. All right. So for the bereaved person who comes back to work, they should be allowed to feel it. They should be allowed to speak about it if they want, to share what they're going through with co-workers. Like for me, Audrey, personally, um, when I lost my husband, I mean, I'm a writer, right? That, that's, as you said, that's one of my gigs. And I started writing on social media uh, lessons from my husband. I had lesson day one, lesson one, lesson two, lesson three. And you know what? I was, it was so cathartic for me to be able to speak about it in that on that platform and um you know at so what you need to do is um as a colleague for someone who's bereaved you know they need to know you to understand that their days they're not going to function well as i said uh grief the grief journey is a very erratic one their days they will come to work they will laugh with you and talk with you and be normal and their days they'll come in something triggered something and they'll come in red-eyed and teary and not feel like speaking and all that Now, people think the workplace is not a place for feelings, but we are humans. We can't run away from feelings. Hmm. Okay? So we need to start talking about grief. All the sources of grief. Grief is not just caused by death. Divorce can bring about grief. The loss of a loved one. People who've had their homes destroyed by the flood, by a fire, by Hmm. a landslide. There is grief there as well. And we cannot, in no way should we ever be judgmental and try and categorize that grief or say like, okay, you you just lost your mother-in-law, what? It's not even your husband or whatever, you know Mm, what I mean? mm. (laughs) You can't categorize grief like that. It's a hard journey to go through, but empathy from people around you will go a long way. Mm. Does it matter how close you are with, this person who is is suffering? I mean, like, you know, to a grieving colleague, uh, when we offer support, does closeness affect the level of support as well? Personally, I've never let the absence of a personal relationship stop me from reaching out to a bereaved person. 
See, when I lost my husband, people I barely knew reached out to me through social media, through WhatsApp. And I remember, right, um, a week after he passed, I, I was not in my home when he passed. I, I went back to my brother's house because we held the wake and funeral and all that for them. My brother said, stay on. But I said, no, I have to go back and face reality. So a week later, I came back and I put it out there on Facebook. And, you know, I said, look, I have to go back to this home, which this larger than life person is missing from. So I'd be so happy if you would all just be there um, to sort of, you know, make it, give me a sense of normalcy. Mm. My God, my house is filled with people. Friends I hadn't seen in 10 years came. People I barely knew they came. All right. I was so moved. All right, I was so touched. So the fact is, you, you should never think about, oh, I don't know that person so well. I don't know if I'll be welcome. Let me tell you when you are at the time of grief, all the love and support that anyone can give you is welcome. It, it just warms you. It helps. As long as those people don't come and talk and ask too many questions. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like when you come and you're like, you know, as they say, Kepo, how are what happened? You didn't know. I already know the signs. We don't need questions like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even if you're not close to someone, you can offer support through a message on social media, a card, a little something, a token, a little book about grieving on their table, offer of help in some way or other. Okay. They may not feel comfortable opening up to you because they don't know you at the beginning. So don't pressure them to talk. Mm. Just be present and be a comforting presence in the background. Right? Right. So, um, and then bring food for them. They don't feel like going out for lunch in the noisy crowd. Tapau some food for them. Cook something and bring. Say, I know you don't feel like going out. It's tough. You have no energy. Here, I brought you some food. And then organize a roster. Right to be with that. I had friends coming every day, calling me every day because obviously they had organized some roster that, okay, we must check in on Sheila today. It's your turn, your turn, and all that sort of thing. And um, you know, it, it's just knowing that people care is so comforting. So today, when I see read on social media that someone I don't know, I might not even have met, but they are friends with me on Facebook or something, I'll send them a message of condolence and I say, if you need to talk, I'm here. If you need to meet up, you need a cup of tea, quietly for me to sit and hold your hand, I'm here. Just reach up. That's enough. Yeah. Okay, we need to take a quick break for some messages, but when we come back, what to do and what not to do when a colleague is grieving. All that and more happening on Resource Centre. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Banish feudal mentality. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. You are listening to Resource Centre. This is Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have the founder of Human Equations, Sheila Singham, and we are talking about grief in the workplace. Now, Sheila, uh, before the break, you were talking about how 
um, it doesn't matter if you're close or not close to your colleague who is grieving, that you should in some way reach out, whether it is a text, whether it is a, a message, a phone call, bringing them food, you know, leaving them a message as long as they know that you will care and that you are there for them. So is there anything else that uh, a colleague can do to, to offer support? And also, what should we not do? You know, are there measures or actions that you've seen colleagues do with the best of intentions, but were not appropriate uh, for a colleague coping with loss? Yeah. So what should people not do at times of grief? Oh my gosh, I could write a book. So first thing we need to do is, if they want to talk about it, let them talk about it. Don't stop them. Very often we are uncomfortable and then we'll come up with some inane statements to stop them, you know, because we're not comfortable. Let them talk. Mm. On the other hand, if they don't want to talk, don't ask them all kinds of um, intrusive questions, okay? Um, there may be times when you're unsure of what to say in the presence of a bereaved person. Just be honest and say, look, I really don't know what to say. I cannot begin to imagine what you're going through, but I'm here for you for anything that you need me to do, that offer. And that sincerity will come true. And then try to avoid things like, look what you have to be thankful for. You know, it's time to get on with your life because these can demean how that person is feeling. And the thing that a lot of people who've gone through bereavement will try and equate this with them. I know exactly what you're going through. I also and, lost my husband. And then they relate yes. their story. Yeah, but your experience of losing your husband and my experience are very different. Okay, mm. the whole circumstances leading up to that are different. Everybody's life uh, experience is different because everybody sees the world through a different lens, right? So you cannot equate what you went through. My husband also died from cancer. He also suffered for nine months. Yeah, okay, fine. That's your experience. This is my experience. So don't mm. negate someone else's grief and what they're going through and their feelings by you know, bringing yours into the picture. Right. And do not ignore what they've gone through. So if someone comes to work and you know that person's gone through a very a bereavement, don't ignore it. Just send them a little message on email or just drop by you know, and say, look, um, I'm so sorry to know what you went through. It's the, it's the intrusive questions it is the inane comments. It well-meaning. I'm not saying people are vicious about it. They're well-meaning. But I think that we all need to learn how to, what to say, what not to say. So I have always learned that less is more in cases like this. So that's about what not to do. All right? And, uh, and telling someone they need to move on uh, is a distinct no-no. Move on from where? How? You've gone through the most devastating experience in, in your life. How move on from? No, you never move on from. You move on with that. Because yes. it's always yeah. going to be an integral part of who you are. Okay, um, let's talk about uh, productivity, Sheila. You know, it's understandable how a colleague in grief may need time to get back to productivity. So how can employers support their staff uh, to help them comfortably get back to work? Because, you know, um, dealing with grief can lead to so many things, burnout, fatigue, you know, and with time could also affect mental health. So what's the best way for employers to help ease their staff back into work? I think the first thing is, you need to speak to that staff when they come back to work or visiting them and ask them, 
how much time do you need? What do you need us as an organization to do for you? Hmm. Do you need more days off? Um, do you want to take leave against, you know, the next year or something? Um, do you want some half pay leave, no pay leave, or extra or something like that? Um, if possible, if your human resources department allows it, see if everyone in the department, each person could maybe donate one leave day to them. Mm. It, it's it's such a amazing gift to give. Leave yeah. is so precious to all of us, right? Yeah. Give them a, a leave day. That will be better than all the words that you can go and, you know, commis- use to commiserate with them. Another thing is perhaps to redistribute their workload for that time. The last thing you need to do, uh, you have is when you have gone through a bereavement and you've gone off one week from work and then to go on to realize that everyone's just like everything's come to standstill they just piled all that stuff on mm, you mm. or you know other things that you know things progressively escalate sometimes it's escalated and here you are you 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 can't function you are numb and then you have overwhelmed all of this so offer assistance with tasks while they're away and while when they first come back and, and give them like a time frame. I'll, I'll, I'll give you two weeks. It will help you with all of this. But at any And then you can ease into your workload again. But if at any time you are overwhelmed, let us know. And maybe allow them flexible hours and evaluate them based on work done. I can tell you certain times of the day are worse than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Certain days are worse than others. So if you know that there's like an anniversary day, a wedding anniversary, birthday or something like that, or even a death anniversary, just say, look, work from home on that day. All right? Mm. Look on the deliverables rather than insisting they can't. I mean, look, we've been working from home. Lah. It's easier mm. now than before, right? So why should we not allow them to work from home? Check on them often, how they're coping with their workload, if they're working from home, even if they're in the office. As a, as a, as a leader, you know, and uh, a supervisor, take them out for lunch, Right? Um, give them access to a grief counsellor to help them cope if need be. Mm, if you see mm. the signs of, you know, they're not able to get past it and, and all that sort of thing. And here's one thing I would like to suggest. Offer them a private space that allows them to break down in private. You know, mm. you're sitting in a, in a meeting, you're sitting in an open concept office and you don't want to be every day coming and crying and, you know, sniffling and weeping. In front of them. But there are days that, that grief just overwhelms you. You know, me, Audrey, I teach people state management, right? And there mm. are still days when I cannot control it. As three mm. years and plus, you know, I just can't control it. And it just comes. And I'm like, Sheila Singham, what's happening to you? Then I'm like, okay, it's grief. Let it take its course. So it will be an ongoing process. So offer people a room, a private room, like every time you need, or even the boss can say, you can come into my office and cry. And I'll go outside and sit in your place for a while. I mean, little gestures like this go such a long way in letting people know that you do, even if you're, you don't understand entirely what I'm going through, that you are able to help me to manage at work. It shows mm. you care. As I keep saying, caring, showing your caring goes a long way in helping people to manage. What about 
performance then? You know, how much leeway should employers give bereaved employees when it comes to things like KPIs and things like that? You know, and how can employers maintain transparency and and balance with other team members in situations like this as well? Because they will be affected by this as well, right? Well, I, I don't know whether what I'm going to say is going to come down well, but then considering that I have been a person who's gone through bereavement, I and the and at the end of the day, yes, you've gone through a tough time. You've lost a loved one. You are grieving. But the rest of the world is still going on. And so, I mean, it's a tough one. I give an example. I had a friend who ran a company where a senior employee lost her husband to a sudden heart attack. Hmm. For one and a half years, her performance went on a downward spiral and it affected business in a big way because they lost dissatisfied clients. Hmm. Because she was just account uh, um, manager. So clients, people in the office who have worked with you for 10, 20 years, they might be able to you know, understand and act as a buffer. But clients will only give an individual so much leeway before they take their business elsewhere. That was the sound of thunder. I think it agrees with what I'm saying here. <laughs> so this, this company, my friend, the bosses, they were in a dilemma. How can they find a balance between being a caring company and making sure the business was not compromised? They paid for her to see a counsellor. They had numerous empathic conversations with her helped her with her business to manage the clients, even paid for her to go for a holiday. Mm. Okay? But nothing changed. Finally, after 18 months, they had to have the tough conversation, put her in a performance improvement plan and tell her that maybe this job was no longer suiting suitable to how she was then, that she should find something that uh, was you know, could fit in with between her uh, her, her mood swings and her, her, her times of intense grieving and so on. And that if she did not fulfill the requirements of her contract, she would have to be let go. At the end of the day, you're running a business. You're not running a charity organization, but you need to balance empathy and care with, you know, business objectives. So I think uh, if you, in a, in a situation like this, an open conversation with the bereaved person as well as the team is the way to go speak to the bereaved person and say, hey, they are picking up the slack for you, um, but they can't do that on top of their own work forever. Um, And find out how much of the slack the teammates can pick up. If after a decent period of time, the grieving employee still needs time of off work, right? Work out a deal where maybe they go on half pay, Hmm. okay? And use the balance of their salary to maybe pay a temporary staff to pick up the slack. But whatever decisions you're making, be transparent, involve the bereaved employee. But of course, if after 18 months, two years all, they're not performing and then they're blaming you and all that, then they they have to start taking responsibility. Hmm. All right. I have a couple more questions uh, for you, Sheila. So please stay on the line. We are going to take another quick break for some messages. But when we come back, we talk about how to respond or interact with a colleague who is grieving, uh, even if you don't have the right words to say. We'll get um, Sheila's advice on that. All that and more happening on Resource Centre. Stay tuned. BFM 89.9. Balanced Frank Medium. BFM 89.9. We are back. This is an extended edition of Resource Centre. 
with Audrey Raj. Online with me today, I have founder of Human Equation, Sheila Singham, and we are talking about grief in the workplace. Now, Sheila, before the break, you were talking to us about what employers can do to kind of help uh, employees ease back into uh, work and try to get back into you know the groove of things, get back to the grind and become productive again. Now, I know at Google, um, the taboo of death at work, they, they addressed it head on. They championed a unique HR policy that grants uh, the significant other of an employee who passes away 50% of his or her salary for a decade, uh, plus a monthly subsidy for each school-aged child, regardless of the employee's role or tenure. Now, not every business, of course, can afford to do something like this. But what do you think are the other measures or policies that the workplace could adopt to assist employees who have lost their significant other or loved ones? So I think, um, yeah, no one else can match Google. I think that that's mm. amazing. Yeah, uh, that's amazing. Perhaps that's why every every young person wants to go and work there. <laughs> but yeah, being very realistic, Audrey, um, let's look at the work schedule. I think we've already talked about that a little bit. Um, giving them a flexible work schedule because why? If you are now become a single parent suddenly. You, the Oof. whole burden of looking after kids falls on you. You will need yeah. flexi hours to pick them from school, send them. And also, um, maybe if it was a dual income and now it's a single income, you can't afford all that extras, you know, school bus, nursery care and all that, right? So you will have to give them that flexibility, right? Counseling, mm. perhaps if they need it. Practical assistance in areas of need. If they need a loan, Right, a stipend for children's needs like a school bus and so on for the children, uh, or maybe a transfer to a branch closer to the children's school. Mm. Right, so if you are a company with multiple branches where they can, you can move them closer so that they can keep an eye on the kids, maybe longer lunch hours or hours off to attend to household needs. Or maybe now to like purchase, if your company does, doesn't extend medical insurance to um, your children, the children, and maybe the children were under the spouse's um, medical insurance, maybe yeah. you could now go and work out uh, a payment scheme for, you know, insurance for the children. I think it all starts with asking the employee, what do you need from us? Hmm. All right, you know, because already I've talked about this so many times everywhere. I'm a big advocate for the rights of employees, but I'm also an advocate for the rights of employers because after mm. all, in my training business, I serve a lot of employers and I don't think that employers should be taken advantage of, but I'm also beginning to realize that um, employers do place a lot of um, focus on their physical resources you know, the building, the budget, the, the assets. But your biggest assets are your people. Talent, yeah. And, and, and Yeah, and how caring for a bereaved person, even though you don't know them, like I, I said, people now have become lifelong friends of mine because they showed up when my husband died, even though I didn't know them very well, and they were consistently there for me. So now they become lifelong friends. And they mm. build that loyalty in me. And I'll do anything for them. It's the same way. With the co employee, if the company shows the employee all the sensitivity, the care, the concern, the assistance, I mean, just saying, oh, you know, we care for you, we are here for you, but then you 
physically they, they say if you just go and tell a starving man you love him but you don't give him food it's pointless you know so mm. you need to find out also what their physical needs are and see how you can work out a, a plan to assist them in a very concrete way um, okay Sheila just before we wrap up for organizations who want to start normalizing the conversation of grief in the workplace what, how can they start where can they start start holding conversations about grief and grieving get professionals to come in to speak about it to employees especially at this time of covid where you know there might have been a breakup people mm. especially now audrey so many people are getting it less people are you know it's it's, it's less mortal mortality rate might be less but still um, talk to people about what to expect how to deal with it what it, to do when it gets too much to bear if you can provide access to a grief counselor or better still, get employees trained as grief counsellors so you have a resource mm. in-house, right? Mm. And then employees need to start expressing empathy as part of their culture. Sending a bouquet of a wreath the, to the, the, the funeral is not good enough. It is not good enough. Ideally, the immediate superior, the head of department, the director in charge of that particular department, and if possible, even the CEO. If you are a CEO of a public listed company and one of your employees loses a, a staff and you show up there, that speaks such volumes mm. about you as an individual in your organization. Okay, grief, as I said, just doesn't come from death. It can come from other ways. So if you know someone is going through a divorce, a bad divorce, um, as I mentioned earlier, loss of a home, flooding from natural disaster and all that, show them empathy. And employers and leaders also need to be sensitive. Like you can't just be harping about performance and KPIs to someone who has lost a spouse or a child or a parent. All right. And as I said, flexible working hours. And also another thing, right? I, I was surprised, right? You know, when, when it comes to like things like miscarriage, if she loses it in the first trimester, she doesn't get maternity leave, you know. I think yeah. it has to be 20 or 24 weeks, something like that. I don't know if the law has changed now. But after a certain period, then it's considered like loss of a child and you get mm. the maternity leave. But before that, you don't, you know. But it is a child. Can you imagine the grief and the pain? And then sometimes mm. you, you would say, okay, for it's a woman. Okay, she's gone through a miscarriage birth thing. What about the husband? He is also the father. He also is grieving. But very often, uh, when, when someone loses a lady, a woman loses a child, we often forget about the father. Like, see, the poor yeah. fellow has no feelings, you know. So make some sort of concessions in cases like this. La. Allow her to take that two weeks leave or something. I know your HR rules say cannot, but nothing is carved in stone. And that's the whole thing. If you want to be an agile, flexible, adaptable organization that keeps your people, you need to, in one way, while you have a rule, you also need to be engaging with people on a case-to-case -case basis. So first thing, employers, to normalize the conversation, let people, teach people how to deal with grief for themselves and for others who are grieving. And also, when you have bereaved in your organization, Approach them and ask, do you feel like talking? What can we do to help you? Do you need more time off? Do you need flexi hours? You know, And tell them that you have an open door. You always need to have someone who is empathy, who seem to be empathic, whom the grieving person can go through. Maybe if it's like a face of the organization, the, the, the care counselor or something like that, to go and talk to them 
who is trained to deal with mm. things like this. All right. Sheila, it's always a pleasure and thank you for sharing your insights with us. Thank you, Audrey. Thank you for inviting me to talk about a subject that's so close to my heart. In fact, Audrey, um, I've actually started a blog. It's called Eye of the Lion. Um, Subtext, mm. Stories from the Den. Um, the lion is because it's a play on my name, Singham, which in Tamil means lion. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, so it's the eye of the lion dot blog. And guess what the first post is about? Coincidentally, grief, grief at the workplace. Grief at work. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Lovely. So, you know, please feel free and look out for more posts in this manner. Thank you so much, Sheila. And if you missed out on any part of this show, you can go look for the podcast on our website. That's bfm.my. You can also find all our podcasts on the BFM app that's available on the Apple App Store and on Google Play. I've been speaking with Sheila Singham, the founder of Human Equation. This is Audrey Raj, More Resource Centre, same time next week on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.